Welcome to the Prodigy Kid Podcast, where I'm on a mission to discover what successful entrepreneurs are teaching the kids about success of making money. After a near-death experience a few years ago, I'm now actively documenting my journey as I teach my son, Nate, everything I've learned as I guide him to success and entrepreneurship. I'm honored and excited for this opportunity and look forward to having you along for the journey. Um, I got two things for this podcast. Hopefully, I won't get too uh, sidetracked and bounce all around, but number one, I want to touch upon something that I'm in one of, you know, the, one of the chapters in the, the new book that I'm about to finish. And, uh, I want to talk about Alex Hermosi's um, podcast as well. Um, the, the thing that's like drawn me in right now that I'm really, um, working on for my own self and I'm talking to Nate about and making, you know, I'm burning this one into his brain. Um, so the one thing that, that, I feel is like one of the absolute most, I keep saying everything is the most important thing, but like to not undercharge, to not, to know your worth, all of the above, to charge what you need to charge to make money, every, all of that. Like I've gone over that a million times with me. So the, uh, the one that I'm on now, the kick I'm on with him now is talking about compound interest. So Alex Hermosi, I'm very, very uh, thankful that, I'm able to listen to his podcast, which started out as like the gym launch podcast. And what the, he did is, is he was, you know, he started a gym, he ended up with six gyms and he uh, just by, by chance, I guess he had figured out like a magic formula to, to put people into these gyms. He didn't know any different. And all of a sudden he would have, he would open a gym and before it was even open, he would fill it up. It was the kind of thing where, you know, there's no no equipment, no anything. He fills the gym up, and then the money that he collects, which is a hot, way higher number than what your typical, you know, twenty nine ninety nine a, a month, uh, you know, nineteen dollars a month at your your trip, you know, typical like big chain. You know, this is more of a boutique, more of a you know hands on you know, approach. And he would have the entire place booked out that first month, and then he would go buy all the equipment, have everything ready, and it was all pre pre-funded by the, um, you know, the clientele. It was like a magic formula. So he, he didn't, he thought that that's just how, how everybody did it. And it wasn't. So he got on this kick where he started going out for two years. Like he would go to a gym and say, look at no, no risk to you at all. I'm going to come to your gym and fill your entire gym up and you're not going to have to pay me a dollar. I'll keep the money from the first, uh, you know, from the first month and then thereafter, you can, you know, those are your clients. I'll get you these people, but I get to keep the money the, for the first month. And he'd go out there and he'd do it. And he was just, you know, having tremendous success for those two years. Then he started having coaches do it. And then, you know, he just kind of got sick of it. And the 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 risk and the overhead, it just got kind of weird to where finally he one day he just said, no, we're not going to do this anymore. And the, the coaches or the, the gyms he had lined up. We're like, no, 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 we want you to do it. So he just threw out a, a high number to hope they wouldn't do it. And they said, okay, sounds good. And then the next person, they did the same thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, we'll do it with you. And he just kept going until, you know, he hit the sweet spot. I think the minimum that he has now for his the service of gym launch, which I believe now he's sold it, but the minimum was like 16 grand. And he just had this magic formula. But as I'm listening to him, you know, you see this guy, he went from uh, him and his wife. Okay. So it wasn't just him. It was him and his wife. They went from like zero to 10 million in like less than a year. I think it was like eight months, you know, within, 
it's just that's remarkable that's just unheard of like and they they you know to listen to his podcast he's a number freak and he just goes over like all the different you know numbers i'm always i'm always like fascinated because i i'm very unorganized so he he lives extremely like well below his means and and one of the things that was kind of funny is when you know he's selling these these forty thousand dollar coaching packages and they they had like a, a big get together like a a mastermind or whatever and they showed up and his wife showed up in a toyota prius with like a cracked windshield and there look people were looking at him like hey i thought you guys are supposed to be rich meanwhile they're living on like three grand a month and they're making a million dollars a month but they're living on that that you know very very way below their means um you know now they've you know they've sold some companies and what's what's cool about this guy is he is strictly um you know he's he's not in it to buy a bunch of a bunch of stuff i mean he's got sidetracked i had uh, software wanting to update while i'm doing this like no let's not do that um yeah so anyway he he lives way below his means and he's talking all kinds of about numbers but he's not out there just for the bling bling of it you know he's just average guy that that knows how to make money and knows how to invest and he knows how to to do things in a very um frugal way let's say like um two of his heroes are charlie munger and warren buffett berkshire hathaway and you know like warren buffett i i don't know about his partner but warren buffett lives in just a, a modest home he drives an, an older car and he he doesn't it's not about the money for him it's about the game and it's about you know creating that legacy you know he's got he wants to give all of his money away and he's already started and he's got the the other billionaires that you know he's trying to get everybody that that has a high net worth like let's let's all put this money into you know let's give all this stuff away let's not let's not leave it to our family let's let's use this wealth that we created for the for the benefit of everybody so um alex is is just going crazy like um, you know, it's just like, he seems like he's like five steps ahead of everybody else. And he's just very, very, very numbers oriented, very, um, you know, if the deal doesn't make sense, he's not going to do it. And if, you know, he goes through and he's making sure that, that if this is that, and that is this, then we need to change this. And it's to me, that's what I need the most. And the thing that I'm struggling with the most in my traditional business is I've always under undercharged. I've never, you know, sat down with a spreadsheet and, and really looked at all of my expenses and really figured out that, okay, this client needs to, you know, it takes us this long to service this client. It needs to be, you know, this, I've never really approached my regular business with a, with, with that type of mindset that I'm learning from Alex by listening to his podcast. And, um, you know, I've got his, his book million hundred million dollar offers that I've gone through and listened to the, the, the book a few times, the audio, um, you know, we've, you know, I've heard it from a bunch of different directions, but that's like the new kick I'm on. And what, what they've done now is, is I believe they're over 30. I think it may even be $40 million or so. They're like early thirties. I think even they might even be 30, 32, something like that. Ridiculous. And they, they have enough money to where when he starts talking about compound interest in the market, like a lot of their investments is, you know, they, they take the, the, the perspective of don't lose money. Like don't do something risky that 
is going to jeopardize and take you to zero. So you have a bunch of money and now you're going to do something dumb and now you're going to be at zero. So um, one of the things that he he touches upon is the, the, the you know, the basic market, like the, the index of the entire stock market over the past hundred years has done 10% um, re annual return over that long period of time. So he's looking at his net worth of, you know, whether it's 30 or, or 40 million dollars of investable income, meaning they have not income, but investable assets, meaning they have that cash sitting there that they are able to put into safe investments. So he he's looking at it already that the age he is and the amount they have, even if they just put it into the market by the time, you know, if he lives an average life, by the time he gets to like his older age, it'll be worth a billion dollars, but he's playing this game to where, why not make it 10 billion? Why not make it, why not make it 20 billion? Why not make it a hundred billion? So he's, he's on this kick. And um, I, I just think it's fascinating to listen to him and going back to the compound interest. I, I may have, I don't remember if I talked about this last podcast or, or what, but in the book that is called a kid with a big vision and it's, you know, what is success? Um, there's a chapter about God and, you know, doing a, a 180. We're talking about Alex and Rosie, but we're talking about God. So we're talking about nature. Don't fight nature. So compound interest, like, like what Alex was talking about is like a wonder of the world. Like I think it was Einstein that called compound interest, the, the eighth wonder of the world. And the way it works is there's a rule of 72. So let's say you have, just to make it easy, if you have a hundred bucks and you have a return of 10% in an index, like what it's done the past hundred years. So you have that 10%, you take that 10 and divide it into 72, you have 7.2 years. So you have a hundred bucks, 7.2 years, you have 200 bucks. So in a case like let's let's call it Nate, he turns eighteen and boom, he's got a hundred bucks. Okay, seven point two years later, let's just call it seven and a half years to make it easier math. Okay, so twenty five and a half, boom, he's got two hundred bucks. So twenty or thirty two or thirty three or whatever, he's got four hundred bucks. Thirty. Um, regardless, I can't do quick math in my head like that. I'm not a calculator, but. The point is, is it doubles and it doubles and it doubles and it doubles and it turns into something big the earlier you start. So what we talk about in the book is, you know, obviously it's a book for kids, but I, I really go crazy and, and not crazy, but I go deep on the compound interest and how important it is to, to put your money and, and not only your money, but your whatever it is that you want to do with your life. Look at everything from a lens of compound interest. So what, you know, you, you create a goal, okay? Think of it in terms of you create an investment. So the investment is the money that you put into the bank or you put into the, the market or whatever to, to grow at, a, at a, whatever rate you can get. Now, think about if you're going to create a goal, a dream, an aspiration, something, your North Star, your big whatever, if I'm like 70 years old and I decide I'm going to do some, you know, I'm going to end world hunger. Well, you know, maybe I could have an impact if I already had a, a pretty big platform, but 
if I started at a very young age, then that would have time to compound over the years. And the more I put my energy into that goal and that big aspiration, the more the world, the energy, God, whatever you, the supreme being, Allah, Jesus, whatever you want to call it, has more time to work and the same energy that grows a carrot will grow that goal, that dream, that aspiration. So if you, if you look at it like this, um, there's a, this is in the book as well. It's a good example. I think Google back in the day when it first came out, people figured out that, Oh my God, if I'm on page one of Google, I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to be rich and, and whatever. So there were, you know, you could be on, you know, if you're the first, um, you get most of the traffic. If you're second, if you're, if you're third, you get, you know, a good percentage of the traffic. But if you're not on page one and you have to go to page two, all of a sudden that drops way off. So the amount of traffic that the first couple of people get compared to someone on page two or page 10 is just, it's, it's such a, like a skewed number. It's not, it's not even. So what people figured out is like if they could get to one and, and be on the front page and whatever, they, they make more money. So they started scamming the system and they would they would create a bunch of weird text in white. And let's say your keyword was hotels. They would write hotels, 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 all over the all over the page, but have it be in white, and then they would superimpose the or however they would do it, whatever words. So that way when you looked at the page, it would be like normal and it would have whatever it would have on it. But then the computers or the, the algorithm or whatever would look at it, the AI. I don't know what exactly they, you want to call it, but they would, they would look at that page and they would see hotel, 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 hotel. And they would say, Oh, that's gotta be like hotel. So then when someone searched hotels, they would serve that page up. And they, what they did is they called that black hat techniques. It's kind of like the evil, whatever it is not, not cool. And, what they what happened is that Google kept enhancing and making their algorithm right. They people were creating garbage websites and people were were gaming the system. But when an average person went looking for something, they would find these these stupid websites that had no no meaning and no no meat and no value. And it kind of made Google really spammy. So they they started fixing that. So when people would do stuff like that, they would just unindex them or, or whatever they would do and make, you know, instead of being on page one or whatever, now they're on page a thousand or page hundred, or, you know, you're in the back of the line now. So what people figured out is they would try this tactic and then it wouldn't work. And then, you know, they try a different tactic and it would work for a little while and then it wouldn't work. And, and, you know, what people started to realize is those black hat tactics are no good. And it started being where the gray areas, they, you know, maybe it might be all right, maybe it won't, but people started to figure out that if they gave Google what they wanted, then they would be rewarded for it. So what does Google want? Google wants to be able to give someone high quality content when they go searching for or whatever. So you search whatever it may be that you're looking for, and you put it into Google, Google wants to serve up whatever it is that you're looking for, where boom, you find the first page, you click on it, that's exactly what you're looking for. And that's what what their goal is. So people that are in the search engine optimization, um, that's what that's called when you when you um, 
create a website or whatever it is to be able to attract people to that website for the information that you're trying to provide that, you know, whether you're selling something or just, you know, basic knowledge or whatever it may be that you're trying to, whatever your goal is, you're trying to get people there. That's search and optimization. So people realize that, wow, if you just give Google what it wants, it in turn will give you what you want. So you have to look at the same thing with, like I said, what do you want to call it? God, Allah, Jesus, Supreme Being, uh, whatever you want to call it, the energy, the universe. If you give it what it wants, then naturally you're going to get what, what you want. So when it comes to your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, you have to go big. You have to go super, super big. And you have to do it in a way that you're trying to benefit the world, the universe. So notice like Alex, he's they he's made a deal. Him and his wife have, have signed their will and their paperwork. They're not they're they're giving all their money away. They're giving their money away while they're alive and their skills and their their abilities, but like all their money, they're giving all that away. They're not giving it to family or giving it to you know their kids or whatever. They don't have kids yet, but they're no, that's going all to charity. And they're they're not doing it for a selfish reason. They're doing it for the betterment of humanity. And you know what? They're having extreme success and things are working out very well for them. And that right there is, um, you know, something to really think about. Like you give, you know, if you have a selfish goal that you want to, you want to, you know, take over the world or what, you know, whatever it may be, you're, you know, you may have a little bit of success, but in the end you're going to lose, um, you know, dumb luck success, let's say, but in the end you lose. But if you have um, good intentions and your intentions are pure and you're trying to actually do something great, then you'll be given a helping hand by the same energy that grows, a tr you know, grows a carrot from a seed to the, to the carrot, you know, like, and the whole deal with this, um, this podcast episode is to think about it in terms of compound interest. So if you're picking and choosing a goal when you're extremely young, um, that in the more you, you consistently do what it is that that, you know, take little, little tiny steps or big steps or consistently daily work towards that goal. You're, you, you get the help of the universe. You get, you're giving the energy what it wants. You're, you're moving with the river and not trying to swim up the river. You know, you're, 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 you're doing, you know, the, the wind is blowing and you're walking with the wind. You're going to have a lot easier time than you're trying to walk into it. It just, no matter what you do, to work with it is, is much better than to, to go against it. And, um, one other thing with compound interest that, uh, you may or may have not have heard about, um, when you talk about doubling every 7.2 years, you know, or I'm sorry, when it, when it doubles, whatever the rate is divided by the number 72 is your, how many years it takes to double. So, you know, you have money set aside, it doubles, it doubles, it doubles, it doubles, it doubles. Well, think of this, um, there was an old, old, uh, thing that talks about like two people were given the option, um, to either get like a hundred bucks an hour 
eight hours a day for 30 days to, to paint or do something, whatever, trivial, whatever it may be. And, or you could get a penny on the first day and on day number two, it doubles on day number three, it doubles and it continues to double for 30 days. Well, at the end of it, the, the person who chose the penny has a return of millions of dollars Whereas the other one doesn't quite have that much. I mean, you do the math, it's eight. Um, God, I can't even remember what I was saying, but um, what, uh, what number example I gave. But still, even if it's 100 bucks an hour, eight hours a day, you're at 800 times 30. You're at, what, $24,000? Whereas the other person had, like, millions. Like, So that's the power of doubling and that's the power of compound interest. So the, the key with compound interest is at a young age to get as much money set aside as you possibly can. Um, you know, so look at your goals. Like that's why it drives me completely bonkers when I talk to, a, you know, a, a, like let's say a high school senior or, or somebody in college. I mean, they've been in college a couple of years. Like, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Like, no, dude, like it drives me crazy. Like, what do you mean you don't know what you want to do? Like, like if you don't have a destination and you don't have um, where you're going, how will the universe, God, Allah, Jesus, Supreme Being, the energy, like how is it going to know what guidance and what help to give you to, to go after that? You know, like if you, it, it just, it, you have to, to, to think how soon can you plant that seed and how many times can that compound interest of life, how many times can that, that double to where finally at a, at a later point in your life, it's actually becoming a reality. And I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. Like I, I have not put any money away. I have been guilty of undercharging. I've been very sick. I've had, um, very unorganized um, business life because of, uh, you know, I don't want to give excuses, but, you know, I, I've had crazy brain fog and just not the ability to focus. It's been kind of weird. So I've got some things going against me when it comes to putting money away. And I may have talked about this already, but like my mentor that got me started, I, it's like my, my rich dad, I had a rich dad and a poor dad, but my, my rich dad, before he left, he helped me get my business started, my lawn service. He helped me get into my first house, which I'm sitting in now. And then he got me started with Merrill Lynch investing $200 a month. And he was like, you know what? You need to do this. And I kicked myself because that $200 a month now, looking back 25 years or whatever it's been, like would be worth so much money, just $200 a month. So I've really screwed that up. And I don't want to do that for Nate. I want to make sure that he's on point and he's running and he understands that and he, and he goes for that because it's a small investment. Once you get like 50 grand, you know, let's say you're 25 and you have 50 grand. If it doubles every, every, even 10 years, so you're 25 and it doubles every 10 years. Um, at 35, you have a hundred at 45, you have 200 at 55, you have 400. At 65, you have 800. And even at 75, I mean, you're at almost 2 million. Like that's just without putting any more money in and, and that's doubling every 10 years, which is getting a less rate than you would if you just put it in a in safe index. So the, the potential is huge, but here's the investment that I have done that has 
begun to pay dividends and this you can use for your own benefit, I guess. So in this book, which I've talked about on the podcast, which you're not going to be able to see unless you look at the video, there is a goal written here that says change the face of public education forever. So that is something big that is a passion of mine that I've always been aiming towards and focusing on and, and, and working on. And with Prodigy Kid, there's a really good chance that we might have an impact on a bunch of kids and a bunch of parents and a bunch of people like from now and into the future. I mean, I haven't really started, um, you know, we're still under development. I haven't really started doing any marketing or anything at all towards it. But once we get the ball rolling and once we start doing it, imagine what could happen. And that was written in 1997. I mean, I was 20 years old. Um, maybe 21. I don't know. I can't remember how, when exactly, but, um, I think I got that book in June of 21 or June of 97, which would have put me at right at 20. So I'm 46 now. That's been 26 years of compounding interest and in, in me putting energy. And in the beginning, it wasn't really a lot of, um, you know, I had it written down and I knew that the public education was messed up and I knew that, why don't they teach all this cool stuff in, in school? But what I did do uh, besides focus on prodigy kid until, you know, a couple of years ago, I really started, you know, working on that. But what I did work on is creating a knowledge base and, 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 you know, listening to podcasts and, and watching videos and buying courses and going to conventions and reading crazy books and listening to audiobooks. I mean, if you look behind me, I mean, it's just a taste of the amount of books I've gone through. So I've been focusing on, growing my knowledge and my understanding and that is leading to the compound interest of life which is beginning to show you know the tree's budding like i planted the seed we grew it was a sapling now it's growing and now we're starting to get buds on the tree and i'm like kind of freaked out and i just know that it's just nature it's it's compound interest of of life you know you you start young enough and you actually have a a definite purpose and you have a definite chief aim and you start moving towards that and doing the work and putting the, you put the energy in and you begin to get the return. So anyway, I don't know how many more times I can say the same thing over. So I'm going to go ahead and call it. Um, as of now, go to the, uh, the prodigy kid book, amazon.com and get the book on Amazon right away. Or at one point, not yet, but at one point you'll be able to go to the prodigy kid get a free copy. And at one point there'll be cool stuff at prodigykidblueprint.com. But right now, the only thing you can do is go get the book right away. And if you get the book and you want to go ahead and, and message me on Facebook or, or email me or whatever, um, you're welcome to do that. And I can send you uh, an e-copy as well. So you can get it right away. So anyway, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.